The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. This is the deadliest tornado we've ever had. Words spoken by Governor Andy Bashir. He went on to say, I think it's going to be the longest and deadliest tornado event in United States history. Hello everybody, I'm Adam Banks and welcome to Off the Cuff, coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. Usually, I come in very energetic and excited to do the show. I am excited to do the show, but... Coming into this episode energetic just is hard to do because, Amber, we do this show live in Lexington, Kentucky, the center of the state, and it just didn't sit right with me to come in very energetic when there's so much tragedy happening to our fellow Kentuckians. How are you? Well, you brought me in on such a somber note now. You know, we usually are very... uh joking and charismatic but i agree with you you know i think even the way it kind of looks outside kind of represents how kentucky feels right now we're just very uh, like big dark clouds kind of over us kentucky officials are continuing to search for survivors of december 11th's destructive storm in mayfield where a twister hit a candle factory eight workers were killed i mean they said this tornado stayed on the ground up to 200 miles. I think it was over 200 miles. Over 200 miles. I think maybe the first in history that we've ever had one stay this this long on landfall. One of the... One of the biggest tragedies of this entire tornado was the Candle Factory. And I don't know if you have heard about that. The Candle Factory, uh, it collapsed while there was... Some say almost 100 people was inside that Candle Factory. And... Those people that were trapped in that candle factory were doing what you were supposed to do, get to a safe place. Yeah. They were getting to a safe place, and while they were sitting there waiting for the storm to pass, the building collapsed. Mm. The building collapsed. Um, I'm going to play some audio from that, from a woman who was streaming live on Facebook during the storm, begging for people to come and help them. Now, I do want to warn you that this audio is disturbing. We are trapped. Please, y'all, get us some help. We're at the candle factory in Mayfield. Please, please. Y'all, y'all, please send us some help. Somebody, please send us some help. We are trapped. The wall is stuck on me. 
Nobody can get to us. Y'all, I can't move. Andrea, calm down. Y'all, please, y'all, pray for us. Just get somebody to come and help us. I can't even imagine how those people felt. I am claustrophobic anyway. Oh, yeah. You imagine being trapped with a wall on top of you, smothered. That, that sounds like my worst nightmare. It does. Now, I do have great news that that woman that made that Facebook Live video, she is okay. Thank goodness. Uh, she is. Now, I'm not really for sure on the injury report, the fatality report. Governor Bashir has been all over the nation, Amber speaking, CNN, yeah. Fox, all over uh, all news outlets. And he is expecting that the death toll reach up to 100 when it's all said and done. And the thing about a tornado, Amber, is it happens so quick. And there's nothing that you can really do. It's not one of those things that you can prepare for. Mm -mm. I mean, we can try, you know, get to a safe place. But, you know, we kind of see how that happens sometimes. There's really not a safe space when nature kind of takes hold. In Mayfield, the hospital took in 80 people within eight hours. Wow. The storm itself, the National Weather Service is still surveying the storms. They've already begun classifying some, like Taylor County, as an EF3 strong 140 miles per hour wind, and Ohio County as an EF2 strong 115 miles per hour wind. In Graves County, where Maysville is located, the National Weather Service said current data suggests an EF3 tornado hit the town. Officials said it is possible the rating could be upgraded. The tornado that ravaged multiple Kentucky counties also killed people in Arkansas. The tornadoes reach at least six states total. Kentucky was hit the hardest. Bashir said the tornado that hit Mayfield touched down and stayed on the ground for 227 miles. Oh my goodness. Hundreds and hundreds of people are without homes. Hundreds of people are without power. Amber, have you ever been without power even for a couple of hours? I mean, for a couple of hours, yes, but I have never been in a situation where I have really been like in distress and not had power. Well, not having power to begin with is stressful. Oh, not yeah. having power, you don't realize how much you need power until it's gone. Mm -hmm. These people don't have power on top of all of the stress that they have to deal with. And they probably don't even have a home to go to. They just want probably to just have a moment. President Joe Biden came to Kentucky. I was glad to see that. This is not a time for politics, folks. I'm not getting on here to make fun of Joe Biden, to talk about Joe Biden. This isn't the time and place for it. Because right now here in Kentucky, we need leadership. Thank God that Joe Biden came to Kentucky. He began boarding Air Force One around 9.30 a.m., and arrived at Fort Campbell just before 11 a.m. yesterday. He was greeted by Governor Andy Bashir, the First Lady Brittany Bashir, and former Gov and former Governor Steve Bashir. I was glad to see that. Joe Biden says that uh, he will do everything he can to help. He said that he uh, it, he won't stop helping until uh, no help is needed at all anymore. <laughs> I mean that 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 does sound nice in a time of. You know, a lot of bad. And it feels nice, like you said, to see, you know, kind of a union here in Kentucky. You know, I feel like with everything we had with 2020 COVID and now this, it's nice to see everybody just coming together to sincerely just help. I've been hearing horrific stories from this, you know, this tornado. Children have passed away. Uh, I heard this one 
just depressing story of this couple who was married 50 years, 50 years, and they were found uh, hugged up to one another in their home because the tornado struck their home and they died. They died together. Wow. So it's very sad what's happened there. Uh, Other counties that have been affected by the storm was Fulton, Hart, Hickman, Graves, Marshall, Lyon, Caldwell, Hopkins, Mullenberg, Breckenridge, Ohio, Bullitt, Spencer, Shelby, Logan, Christian, Warren, Edison, Taylor, and Marion counties. Just a lot. I heard that there was a district judge. His name was Brian Crick. He served McLean and McClurberg, uh, Mullenberg, I'm sorry, counties. And he lost his life during the storm. His family survived it. Yeah. Uh, storms don't know job titles. No. No status, no age. I mean, look at the children who have passed away. Uh, it's, um, I, I don't know. It's something that I feel like that you can't avoid. It happens so quickly. You think you know what to do when a tornado comes. You think you can go to a safe place and you'll be fine. That's what these people at the Kendall factory did. They yep. went to find a safe place, but the building collapsed. And that's always what I fear of. People are like, Adam, you need to go to your bathroom downstairs in your house because that's the middle part of your house. Yes. And I've heard that. Yes. And that's all great. But what happens when I do that and then my house collapse on tops? It collapses on top of me. Oh, are you really going to let me answer this one? Yeah. Okay, so the reason you really want to go to an area uh, that's kind of towards the middle of your house is a lot of your support beams, that's where you need a lot of them. So you're going to have that really good sound structure of your house because, you know, the alternative of leaving your house is going outside into the, the open into the open, and you already know what's out there. So that option's out. So the reason that they say go to, you know, your bathroom that's in, you know, the middle of your house is because that's the most structurally sound area in your own house, you know, your whole house. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. You don't really have a good option, but if you had to choose, this is the best one. This is the one that you're more likely to uh, probably survive. Oh, I just hope I never have to deal with that. It was so close to where I live, where you live, I and mean, where we do this show. Where I told you we're in the center of the state, right here in Lexington, yep. and it's all around us. And Kentucky, I love the state. These are Beautiful my people. State. These are my people. It's our home. It's our home. And devastation has occurred here, and it, it just it really it just saddens me. Uh, and I'm sure there's other people listening at home that are sad by this, and they're wondering, what can I do to help? Well, I'll tell you how you can help. Uh, United Way of Kentucky is a great place to donate. It's a disaster recovery fund, and it has been set up to support Kentucky communities in need of assistance. The organization says 100% of funds received will go directly to the recovery efforts in effective communities. You can find out more information on how to donate, and you can go to donate by going to www dot uwky.org slash tornado that is www.uwky.org slash tornado all right ladies and gentlemen there's really no other way to transition to another topic after that but i just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with those in kentucky we'll be right back Light me up, put me on top. Let's call it la 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 la. Light me up, put me. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Breaking news. Ohio State and U.K. basketball game that is supposed to happen this Saturday in Las Vegas has been canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak. Just got the word on that. COVID is still a real thing. Very real. So no basketball game this week. What you're hearing is Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, you know, she has a few Christmas songs out there, Amber. I did not know that she actually had a Christmas song, so you got me with this one. (laughs) Not only, though, is Lady Gaga a beautiful Christmas singer, she is also an actress. And I just so happened to see her latest feature film, House of Gucci. Amber, a little birdie told me that you saw the movie as well. (laughs) Yeah, a little birdie told you, yeah. Great movie. It was a great movie. I've been here and it's getting bad reviews. I don't understand why because it's a good movie. It was Lady Gaga's movie. Oh, 100%. She owned she the screen. Owned it, the whole thing. Oscar? I'll hope. That might, you know, all I want for Christmas is Lady Gaga to get an Oscar nom for this. Well, she played the role of Patricia Gucci, the wife of the, I guess, the innovator, the the creator, or just the heir to the throne of Gucci. Yeah, I think he was uh, the heir. He was the heir to the throne, and she played his wife. Now, Gucci is a brand that instantly evokes a sense of prestige and status. I mean, it is a brand that only rich people can really afford. It's perceived as a brand that confers uh, a great social status, a high social status. According to the brand's marketing ads, Gucci is a brand that charges as much as people are willing to pay. And it made me start thinking about that quote. <laughs> Gucci will charge as much as people are willing to pay. And that's so true. Basically, rich people want to buy accessories and clothes from a brand that cost a lot because not everybody can do it. Hey, if I had the money and I had, uh, if I was in a place where money was no option, of course, I would want to buy something that not everybody could go and buy at Old Navy or at at Walmart even. And that's what Gucci caters to. Yeah. Because I wondered, you know, who pays that much for a shirt, $7,000, because that's how much a shirt at Gucci would cost. Who would pay that much? Well, there are people that want to pay that much because it gives them a sense of, hey, I bought something very, very expensive. Exclusive. So, So Gucci, it does not target or cater to all buyers, but only a select few people, and that is the 1%. Gucci's logo suggests that the buyers of high class, or, or the, that the buyers have high class, they have good taste, and have a strong financial background. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out, out, out on all those. But you know, a shirt's a shirt, right? A pair of blue jeans is a pair of blue jeans. Hey, they all wear the same to me, so I don't know. You, I mean, you would th- you would think. But so, why is it so expensive? Why is Gucci so expensive? I was wondering that, so I looked it up. As a top-class Italian designer, Gucci uses only high-quality raw materials and high-production methods. Gucci employs leading talents and top fashion designers to create pieces that never go out of style. 
While some customers cannot wrap their minds around the fact that Gucci, that a pair of uh, Gucci sunglasses can cost over $500, the loyal fans don't mind it at all. They will freely go out and pay $500 because they think that the quality is is worth it and they can afford it. If you can't afford Gucci, you're insane, you're out of your mind. <laughs> if you if you still go out there and try to buy it. The presence of a Gucci logo, Amber, it suggests that the owner has mm-hmm. good taste, a solid oh. financial standing and only demands the best. But you got to love the counterfeits out there. The <laughs> I counter was gonna say. Thanks to New York City, you can go to Chinatown and buy you a pair of Gucci sunglasses I for 10 my bucks. Whole closet just stuffed. Full of Gucci stuff. Full of Gucci. Have you ever went to Walmart, or I'm sorry, have you ever went to <laughs> the New York Chinatown and bought a, a counterfeit piece of Gucci? Oh. Gucci? No, I've not bought Gucci, no. What about a counterfeit brand of anything that's on the same level as Gucci, yes. like Prada or Prada Versace? and Burberry. Oh, Burberry. Yes. yes. Remember, I actually carried Burberry when we were in high school. Like they the- were all... Fake. Oh, they were all fake. Knock off. Yeah. <laughs> but then the thing is, is people can't tell the difference. They can't. And you know that really has to irritate the people that pay full price, the, the high class people, because you got somebody out there like you and I who can't afford it mm-hmm. that can still wear it, but it's fake. I mean, I guess what I don't understand is why it matters so Because some people want to feel, they want to be in a high class. They want to let everybody know that they're in the 1%. I think about the 1% from time to time. And it makes me fascinated with the way they live their lives. But Because the only way you're going to know somebody is in the 1% is unless they show it. Exactly. You know, I know a lot of people who could swallow certain millionaires in money, but you would never know it. But a lot of the 1% likes to let you know it. And the oh, best yeah. way to let you know it is through a clothing brand like Gucci or Prada or Tom Ford or or uh, Oscar De La Rente. It, it, that's the way they can show. That's the way they can show. Yeah, I guess it's their walking billboard of, hey, I'm better than you. Yeah, thank God for the counterfeits, though. <laughs> I, I do love it. But Gucci Amber isn't the only clothing brand out there that is expensive like that. It's not ridiculously... Uh, overpriced. Oh, it is ridiculously overpriced, but it's not the only clothing brand out there like it. Oh, no. Amber, I have a list here of the 15 most expensive clothing brands in the world. Oh, my goodness. And this is an updated list. This is 2021. So we've already mentioned Gucci, uh, but let's talk about Tom Ford. I'm sure you've heard of Tom Ford. I have heard of Tom Ford. Yes, some of the most expensive items that you can buy at Tom Ford. Now, think about this. Okay, a tuxedo from Tom Ford is going to run you a crisp $5,540 for a night. Oh. <laughs> um, there is Salvatore Ferragamo. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. It's an Italian shoemaker. Yeah. Yes, and they first set up shop in Hollywood in 1923. Uh, a pair of shoes could cost you as much as $48,300. Excuse me? Absolutely. Mm. It's been worn by people such as Marilyn Monroe, uh, Judy Garland, people like that. Now, that is another reason why brands can charge so much, because they have top people wearing yeah. your your clothes. They got notoriety behind their name. 
Uh, Oscar De La Rente, I mentioned that as an example a while mm-hmm. ago. It is very popular with Hollywood stars. Anne Hathaway, uh, Jacqueline Kennedy wore a lot of her clothes from there. Uh, you can, let's see, Oscar De La Rente off the shoulder wedding dress worn by Amel Clooney, mm-hmm. she's the wife of George Clooney. She bought her dress from Oscar De La Rente. It cost her $380,000. Now, buddy, I'd buy me a whole house for that, Retar, and you'd never see me again. Mark Jacobs is another brand. I'm sure you've heard of Mark Jacobs. Yep. Just one man. Mm-hmm. One man, one designer. Uh, charges a ton for his handbags. He's known really for his handbags. Mm-hmm. A uh, Mark Jacobs handbag will cost you a cool $38,000. <laughs> oh my jeez. Burberry is another expensive brand out there. Now you said you I had faux faux Burberry. The fake Burberry. Yes, faux. Just counterfeit. Yes. Counter- I mean it was the counterfeit. You could have marked it with one of them things and seen it from space. I'm curious, what did you have that was fake from Burberry? Oh, I had several purses. Um I had a belt, I had a scarf. I think that was it. So some of the most expensive Burberry items, a three-quarter length double-breasted trench coat. Well, let's see. That was owned by Audrey Hepburn. It sold in 2017 for... Now, this is a used coat. Oh, word. It sold for $95,000. Oh, come on. A limited edition Burberry's women trench coat made from peacock feathers will cost you $30,310. Uh-uh. Dolce & Cabana is another brand that people have heard of. Dolce & Cabana. That's literally what I was thinking. Yes. Uh, anything out of that store is going to cost you upwards, it says, of $383,000. Excuse me? $383,000 mm-hmm. for most of their average items in Dolce & Cabana. Well. Now, you don't have to be a high roller and spend thousand dollars You can get you a men's double-breasted shearling coat mm-hmm. for thirteen grand. Oh, okay. That's a bargain deal. Absolutely. Uh, we talked about Gucci. Mm-hmm. No need to harp on that. There's Ralph Lauren. Uh, now, I like Ralph Lauren. I, I do like Ralph Lauren. And I, don't you feel like Ralph Lauren has somewhat lowered their standards a little bit because I've known of people that wore Ralph Lauren. As a matter of fact, Amber, mm-hmm. for my junior high school prom, I wore a Ralph Lauren tuxedo. <laughs> Some of the most expensive items at Ralph Lauren is a purple label crocodile duffel bag, which uh-huh. will cost you $25,000. Well, I don't like crocodiles that much. Now, my tuxedo did not cost this much, but you can buy a purple label Gregory handmade tailcoat tuxedo for $9,000. $995. Oh, chump change. Giorgio Armani has been around since 1975. It's an Italian fashion uh, brand. Uh, Giorgio Armani, a lot of people that I know like to buy their cologne because it is affordable. But some of the most expensive things that you can buy in Giorgio Armani, um, you can buy a dress that Kate Blanchett bought, the same dress. She bought it for the 2007 Oscars, but she paid a quarter of a million dollars for it. Well. <laughs> a diamond necklace in Georgie Armani uh, will cost you an average of 15 grand. Goodness grief. A diamond necklace. I mean, could you imagine dropping that much money all at once? I couldn't imagine wearing all of these things out in public. Where do you wear these things to? Like, you just nonchalantly go out and, like, wear a diamond Necklace? Worth yes. that much money? Now, uh, the Yves Saint Laurent 
Ooh, Saint ne- Laurent. Saint Laurent. I've never even heard of that. Uh, I actually have them on today. That's my favorite perfume. You can buy a sunflower jacket, which is a limited edition from there, for three hundred and eighty-two thousand dollars. Well, Prada. Mm-hmm. Prada. Prada. Prada is a brand that people love. Some of the most expensive Prada brands. The Brandy Top Handle V2 Ostrich Leather Handbag will cost you $10,200. Well. And a Prada Hobo Bag, mm-hmm. is what they call it, will cost you $8,600. Well, just take yourself right on down to Chinatown and be like me and pay about $86. Chanel. Oh. Now, is Chanel more for women? Uh, Yes. Some of the most expensive items that you can buy at Chanel, there is a... Uh, limited edition Chanel diamond bag decorated with 334 diamonds mm-hmm. and with an 18 karat gold carrying chain for $261,000. Oh my geez. That's a lot. That's a lot. Two rare Coco Chanel uh, brushes will cost you $192,000. What kind of brushes? Hair brushes? It says brushes. I don't know. Gold. <laughs> it's a gold brush. Gold brush. Oh, like They're a, gold. Go- a gold hair brush? They're gold. Well, they're gold. Versace is another top expensive brand in this country. Uh, some of the most expensive things that you can buy at Versace is a Versace beaded the face evening jacket owned by Elizabeth Taylor. She bought this in 2011 for $128,000. You can buy a Grisha One Shoulder mini dress for $4,495. Well, you know the only thing I like about Versace? That episode that we recorded back, what, 2018? <laughs> Dedicated all to Versace. That you can check out in our archives. You can. There is Christian Dior. Ooh. That's one of the most famous French luxury brands. Mm-hmm. And it's been going since 1946. Listen at some of the most expensive items out of that store. A Christian Dior Haute Couture, Haute Couture what? gown. <laughs> Uh, that was worn by Nicole Kidman in 1997 at the Oscars. Sold for $2 million. Oh, hush. $2 million hush. for a Hush. That's nastiness. Imagine if somebody stepped on your gown, how <laughs> expensive you would be. You'd be mad. <laughs> well, I think I'd be $2 million worth of mad. With, with good reason. A 1968 silver-accrusted brocade evening gown with a matching bag that was bought by Elizabeth Taylor in 2011 uh, was $362,000. <laughs> I cannot believe I'd love this. to know what... To, I would love to have that much money that I just don't know what to do with it. Now, the most expensive brand in the United States is Louis Vuitton. Mm. And Louis Vuitton is really known for its... Luxury luggage. Mm-hmm. They sell a lot of luggage, and you see athletes always carrying carrying it to the plane yeah. when they're getting on their plane, or carrying it off the plane when they're getting ready to go to their game. A lot of athletes yeah. like to show off that they got Louis Vuitton. It is the most expensive brand in the world. Some of the most expensive Louis Vuitton items you can get a Stiffy Louis Vuitton teddy bear for two point one million dollars. You can get a Louis Vuitton Urban Satchel decorated with recycled water bottles and chewing gum packets for $150,000. Hold up. You went into my recycling and now you're going to upsell it to me for $150,000? Right. Uh. And Louis Vuitton, a limited edition perfume of 2,000 bottles containing natural odd essence will cost you 
$1,470. Absolutely unbelievable that we have brands out there <laughs> like this. I, I would love to know what Oh Essence actually was. The and, natural. Yes. And What's the natural about it? Exactly. I, 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 I want to know. And you would... You think, what in the world will this stuff accomplish for me if I buy it? And according to the brand, it's just status. Mm. But thanks to the counterfeits in Chinatown yeah, and New York City, you don't, there have we to, go. you don't have to worry about it. But House of Gucci, it was a great movie. Lady Gaga potentially, potentially could win an Oscar. Adam Driver. Looking mm. for it. He did mm. good as well. Good looking man. Now, I am looking here at the show thread. Jordan says, breaking news, UK versus Ohio State in Vegas has been canceled. Hey, Jordan, if you were listening a little bit earlier, I already broke the news. And that's sad. It's, I mean, because here in this state, we need something to keep our mind off of just the stresses that are going on. And zoning out during a two-hour basketball game, uh, it, it was always a stress relief. But now we're... Uh, preoccupied on on the stress even more, but gives us more time to help. Well, we could always upcycle our water bottles and used gum wrappers. And now, if Gucci can just give the state of Kentucky what they make in one day to the state a relief fund, <laughs> then we would be able to solve a lot more problems. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We still got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. You're a bad banana with we are still slap dab in the middle of Christmas, and we are continuing our Christmas music here all the way up until the end of Christmas. This particular song that I'm playing right now is from the original Grinch, which is from the cartoon that was created in 1966. Amber, I have to ask, are you more of a cartoon fan of the Grinch or the Jim Carrey movie fan of the Grinch? 1,000% cartoon. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't trust people that choose the Jim Carrey version over the cartoon. I don't either. And you can't blame it on generational because the cartoon was not in our generation. No. The Wait, it came way before us. Way before us. And I hate when people like to throw that out there like, well, that was not in my time. That was well, I, not. So was a lot of stuff yeah. that, that I love was not in my time, but I still appreciate it and love it. Exactly. Like I wouldn't even a glimmer of my daddy's eye when this came out. Come on. The cartoon. I've been looking for it. It's hard to find. They YouTube. They have it on YouTube. They don't really play it on cable TV like you think. And I kind of like that because it makes it more special when you find it. It does. They usually play it the weekend of Thanksgiving and Christmas Day mm. a lot of places. And it's only 26 minutes total runtime. And Amber, The Grinch is based off of a Dr. Seuss book mm -hmm. from 1957. I love, love, love this movie. Yes. I remember as a kid just feeling so excited when I seen it on. And I just love how the Grinch is so hateful and he just hates Christmas, but has such a good story. Because in the end, he realizes that Christmas is all about love and giving and enjoying each other's company. Well, you know, I love that, you know, there was a little dog that was part of the main, 
You know, he was one of the main driving forces. I always love that. It was not a very budget-friendly movie. It cost $300,000 to make this cartoon. Wow. Now, it's been adapted over the years into yeah. other uh, types of medium, I guess. There's a feature film starring Jim Carrey. Yep. It came out in 2000, which is a great movie still. It's great. Wonderful. And then in 2018, they did a... Do they call that CGI? Oh, yes. I've not seen it. I don't plan on it. Really? Why not? I, I, I get really nervous because, you know, I'm one of those people I perpetually like to watch certain things at certain times in the year. You know, it's kind of like you with Home Alone. It's kind of like me also with my Christmas movies, you know, A Christmas Story and A Grinch. So I actually have the original cartoon on DVD and I only watch that one. Well, this... Um Cartoon was voiced by Boris Karloff. He narrates the uh, the whole cartoon, and mm-hmm. he's also the voice of the Grinch. Now, people think that the song was also performed by Boris. It was not. It was performed by Thurl Ravenscroft. And what's interesting about this guy, he was also the voice of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes mascot, Tony the Tiger. They're great. Yeah, so if you hear that voice, just know he was the one that sang, You're a Mean One, Oh, Mr. Grinch. Okay. Now, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it's one of the greatest TV specials of all time. I love a good Christmas TV special. Nothing beats the nostalgia of a Christmas TV special. The Grinch is... I think the number one. Amber, one of the most famous TV specials, is also an oldie from 1965, A Charlie Brown's Christmas. That's a good one. Yes, it was directed by Bill Mendez, and it has a runtime of 25 minutes. Now, I've seen this, not because it's been a part of my Christmas tradition, but I remember our librarian... In grade school, love Charlie Brown, so yeah. we always watched this Christmas one. Yes, now, we. She showed the Thanksgiving one, but I never paid attention to it. No, I mean, you know, the Thanksgiving one's okay, but we did actually watch the Christmas one a lot, and I actually enjoyed when we would do this one. Another it, famous TV special is A Muffet Family Christmas. I'm not a fan of the Muppets. Really? They scare me a little bit. I ain't going to lie to you. Kermit, Miss Piggy. Yeah, I know I know those people in real life. I, ain't, I don't want to watch <laughs> them on television. A very, very popular uh, Christmas special was from the uh, Muffets, and that's old. 1987. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. Have you seen the Claymation movie of that? Yes. I remember my mom turned me on to that movie. She said this was always on when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Now I can't imagine going to Christmas without seeing it. Uh, Even if I don't see it on TV, I will YouTube it. Yeah. There was also a Santa Claus Claymation movie. And it was called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I'm thinking of one in my head where there's like the fire and the ice. Like it's kind of, there's like the hot-headed person that can melt things. Oh, man. Well, they did a couple of Santa claymation movies. They did Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And they also did a claymation movie where Santa was sick and he wasn't able to perform. To give the gifts out, so yeah. he had to have a stand-in. Oh, uh-huh. I'd be Santa stand-in. Had to have a had to have <laughs> a uh, had to have a stand-in. But that is some of the most iconic Christmas TV specials, and I have yet to see any of them on yet. Well, I mean. You know, you're going to have to start YouTube and buy them like me. That's you know, I have to have them. That's what's awesome about 
the times that we live in now. If you don't have it on TV, just stream it on YouTube and put in a USB cable into your TV oh, or HDMI look cord. At him, look at him, look at him. And there, boom, you got it on TV. <laughs> and you can just trick your kids and say, hey, look, this is on TV. <laughs> but it is Christmas time here in the bluegrass and here at Off the Cuff. So sit back, relax. It's a beautiful day. I don't want to say beautiful as far as gorgeous sun, but the weather's nice. So while we play Off the Cuff Song of the Week for this week's break, just relax and enjoy this Christmas tune, Baby, It's Cold Outside by John Legend and Kelly Clarkson. We'll be back after the song. on the show thread, he says it's weird because all of these brands that we were mentioning a while ago have cheap colognes like Gucci, Salvatore, Fermargo, and Burberry. Why do you think that is, Amber? Well, because they have to give me a little taste of something. You know, if I can't afford to go in there and buy, you know, maybe something that's on the more expensive side, you know, they'll throw me a bone. That's them throwing you a little bone. Hey, you can't afford nothing else but here. Smell a little better. To the little people. To the, I'd like to say thank you to all the little people. But we were talking, before we took the off-the-cuff song of the week break, uh, we were talking about some of the greatest TV Christmas specials that have existed throughout time. Amber, you know, just regular TV sitcoms used to put out some great Christmas episodes, didn't they? They did. I used to love, and I want you to think about some of the ones that you used to love, because we both grew up in a time where sitcom television was big. I used to love the Family Matters uh, <laughs> Christmas specials. They always had a good one. I love the episode where Carl and Steve decorate the house for a, a contest yeah. for the neighborhood. Now, Steve thinks he's doing it because Carl's in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. But Carl is only doing it because the winner gets like $10,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, and it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. And you can imagine Carl and Steve Urkel putting up Christmas lights. Oh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster, but it's it's hilarious. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air used to always put on some Christmas specials. They did. Some great ones. I, I love, My favorite one was when they had Boys to Men show up and sing at Nikki's Christening. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you had, you had the episode where uh, Carlton, Will, Hillary, and Ashley, somebody breaks in on them and wraps them up, ties them up, and steals oh. all the Christmas presents while the adults are out skiing. Yeah, oh, I don't know that one. That's a great one. So, out of all the sitcoms that you've watched, mm -hmm. and you've watched a lot, what sitcoms do you think put on the best Christmas TV episodes? Uh, just the ones that stick out to me. You know, I love uh, All in the Mall, Saved by the Bell. Oh. Or wait, is that one All in the Mall, the Christmas? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. No, but they did have a Christmas episode in the mall. In the mall. Yes. Where he was dating the girl. Dating the girl yeah. who was homeless. Yeah. Yes, from Saved by the Bell. Absolutely. That's a good one. Uh, and then I think the other one is going to be, uh, I think it's called Ho 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 or something like that from uh, My Name is Earl. Okay. I never did watch that. Was oh, that a good one? Oh, my god. What was that one about? Um, so, you know, Earl's all about karma, so he's trying to go back and do his karma. So he has a whole Christmas where they dressed up as carolers, and he would sneak in. In, you know, the back door while the family was at the front door. So, of course, you know, they're playing backdoor Santa and he's stealing everybody's presents and a little girl finds him and he says, ho, 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 
Well, I think that Christmas TV, t- Christmas episodes from TV sitcoms are always some of their highest rated. I love how they just decorate the set in Christmas. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. They, they deck the halls. It's it's great. And all TV sitcoms used to have at least one or two Christmas specials. It didn't matter what sitcom it was. Roseanne, Full House, it didn't matter. They all put on a Christmas episode. Now, I'm curious if anybody wants to throw one on the show thread, throw one up. I'll mention it. But... I'd love to know and hear from the audience what were some of their favorite uh, TV sitcom Christmas episodes because I find that stuff just great and it puts me in the spirit. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to take one more break because we got to pay the bills around here. But when we do, we still got one more segment to go right here on Off the Cuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also with me. Last segment of the hour. I feel like we need to turn lights down a little bit. Christmas Boys to men <laughs> put out one hell of a Christmas album. Hey, buddy. They did. I love their Christmas album. We talked about them showing up on the Fresh Prince episode. This is a great one. A Christmas album is a great way for a popular artist to make easy money. Because mm-hmm. everybody likes Christmas music. And yeah. people will listen to Christmas music from their favorite artists most of the time. 100%. Now, there have been some duds, some bad Christmas albums out there. But let's not focus on those. Let's focus on some of the most popular Christmas albums of all time. Boys to Men definitely falls in that category, Amber. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Christmas album from an artist? Hanson. <laughs> the Hanson Christmas album. That was literally my favorite one. I wore that out. Snowed in. Is that what it's called? Snowed in? <laughs> I wore that sucker out, buddy. <laughs> you know, people forget that I was born in 1988. I know all of this stuff. Hanson did do a Christmas album. That's your favorite, though? I swear, man. I wore that sucker out. The number one Christmas album of all time was from Elvis Presley. Oh. It was called the Elvis Pres- It was called the Elvis Christmas album. Here are some of the most popular Christmas albums of all time, Amber. Bing Crosby, he had an album called White Christmas. Frank Sinatra had an album called A Jolly Christmas from Saint Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Uh, Nat King Cole, his The Christmas Song album, he was the guy who sang, All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, my two front teeth, my two front teeth. The Andy Williams Christmas album. He's the one that sang, Happy Holiday, Happy it's Holiday Season. season. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, his voice is known and attached to a lot of classic Christmas songs. The Carpenters put mm-hmm. out a famous and high-selling Christmas album. Justin Bieber. Oh, God. <laughs> he put out a high-selling Christmas album, too. I love that song, Underneath the Mistletoe. I don't know how it goes, but I've played it here on the show. Mariah Carey. 
is a modern artist who put out one of the highest Christmas albums of all time. That song, All I Want for Christmas Is You, mm-hmm. was number one for weeks around Thanksgiving back in the early 2000s. It's a great song. Michael Bublé. Bublé. <laughs> if we want to talk about one artist that I have heard not a lot from, it's that guy. But his name is everywhere, and I don't understand it. He right. has two songs, but he's got like... All these signs that are like, he's such a great artist. And I'm like, boys, I ain't never heard nothing from him. Like, I don't even know if he's a good artist. The Beach Boys put out an album that was known for a lot of its quirky tunes. The Chipmunks put out an album in sync. The Jackson 5, Kenny G. You love Kenny G. Yes, nothing like sitting there listening to the saxophone. Alan Jackson, I remember he put on a whole shebang when he released his Christmas album, had a Christmas concert, had some Christmas original music. That song, Let It Be Christmas Everywhere. That's all I know. But TLC. Yeah, I didn't know they had a Christmas album. Yeah, don't you remember that song, Sleigh Ride by TLC? I do not. Have a very Merry Christmas (laughs) and a Happy New Year. That's a great, great song. A lot of Christmas albums, and I'm curious, folks, what is your favorite Christmas album? Because there have been so many that have put them out. It's a great way to make money for artists because we're all suckers for Christmas songs. But wait, did Hanson make that list? Hanson did make the list, but I didn't want to be redundant. Yeah, buddy. But they did. I mean, I think that Hanson is one of those bands that back in its time Mm -hmm. was very, very famous. But ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another episode of Off the Cuff. It's always a pleasure to have you tune in. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host Amber at Amboo447. You can follow me, the host, at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 FM, which means we will be back next week live with a brand new episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll see you next week.